This is 89.1 WEMU, and today we're going to take a rather personal look at PFAS contamination in the Huron River and its watershed. I'm David Fair, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Issues of the Environment. Tri-Bar Manufacturing in Wixom is responsible for contaminating the river with PFAS and, in a separate incident, hexavalent chromium. Now, the Huron River remains under a do-not-eat-fish advisory as a result of the PFAS contamination, but it's not just fish that are impacted. Jason Grostick is owner of the Grostick Cattle Company in Brighton. He purchased biosolids from Wixom Wastewater Treatment Plant. He used that as fertilizer for the grains that he used to feed his cows. Well, as you might surmise, the cows became contaminated with PFAS, and the farm's been shut down for nearly two years. Jason, thank you so much for making time for us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Well, there is a lot to unpack in what has happened to you and your business, Jason. How long had you been purchasing wastewater sludge from the Wixom treatment plant? Uh, We actually didn't purchase it. Your wastewater treatment plants hire companies to empty out their facilities and whatnot, and basically they offer it up to the farmers for free. Well, there you go. Um, So now you're using this for free, and it's obviously a benefit over the years, and then all of a sudden... It's not. So how did you become aware that your cows were contaminated? Uh, the state of Michigan. Our governor did a basically a statewide sampling of all of the wastewater facilities in Michigan that had industrial waste going into them. And by doing that, she narrowed down which plants had PFAS in them. And once they knew what facilities had PFAS in them, then they started looking at the records of the wastewater treatment plant to see where that waste had gone for, for fertilizer. When they came to me, they questioned uh, doing a biosolid study. They didn't tell me they were looking for PFAS. They didn't tell me they had PFAS on the mine. They just said they were looking to see how PFAS flowed through the soil and, and how plants, you know, took it up. And I'm like, yeah, fine. I, I got nothing to, to worry about. It's research, and I think research is great. And you did not know that there would be consequences to uh, allowing the state to do that. What restrictions did they place on your farm once uh, the contamination was discovered? Uh, They put a seizure notice on us on January 27th of 2022, which meant uh, none of my beef could leave the facility in any form. Couldn't settle the public, couldn't settle the stockyards, couldn't do nothing with it. And then the state did a public notice on the 28th of January uh, to inform the public and all of my customers and did a recall on any of my beef that was out in the public. I could technically sell grain if the grain elevators were willing to buy it. And when we approached the grain elevators about it, they said there was no way they could justify buying it. And then later on, the state has then decided that, yeah, no, you can't grow any crops on your land either. So I'm basically two years into a seizure notice with zero income. You are listening to Issues of the Environment on 89.1 WEMU, and today we're talking with Jason Grostick. He is owner of Grostick Cattle Company in Livingston County. As you just heard him say, he's been shut down for nearly two years because of PFOS contamination emanating from Tribar Manufacturing in Wixom. Now, the state had said you were the only farm in Michigan with a PFOS contamination crisis. That seems suspect given how widespread PFOS contamination is. I know there are other agricultural operators in other states dealing with PFAS contamination. Have you been having conversations with some of them? Uh, Yes, I actually have conversations with a lot of, uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot. I mean, it's it's a handful of us. I've met up with a gentleman in New Mexico that had a dairy herd that was contaminated, a couple from uh, Colorado that uh, had a contaminated farm, 
and several in Maine, MSU in Maine, put together a symposium where Maine came to MSU and they brought a bunch of these farmers that I have conversations with and did a farmer panel. And They're all facing similar repercussions as you are? Well, no, because all the other states are being helpful. Uh, Michigan's one of the few states that refuses to do any help for their farmers. Maine has actually put aside $70 million of uh, local funding to support their farmers and give them back to farming. Um, New Mexico actually did a lot of funding for, for that farmer out there to keep him viable for three years until they figured out what they are going to do with his herd. And, you know, here in Michigan, they've done nothing. They don't do any more testing. They, they do absolutely nothing. Has the state provided any assistance to you or your farm or your herd in the months since they've imposed the sanctions? They buy clean feed for me. So they, they, they give me a, a grant to buy feed and, and, and straw with. But as far as paying my bills, paying taxes, you know, insurances, mortgages, any of that stuff, no, I've received nothing. And again, you mentioned it's been almost two years. And in addition to all of those expenses, you are now confronted with paying without this source of income. You still have to take care of your herd, don't you? Yes. I work every day on the farm. I put my kids on the bus and 8 o'clock in the morning, I walk in the barn and start feeding cows and scraping yards and bedding barns and hauling manure. And well, now, you know, here we are in the wintertime. So this morning we were thawing out frozen waters and and doing all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I do all of that with zero income. How long is that sustainable? Um, we're getting close to being uh, filing bankruptcy. We sold every piece of equipment we didn't think we needed. June of 2022, we had an auction and sold off as much stuff as we thought we could get rid of to put money in the bank. And uh, that money is, is, is running out fast. It's, it's down to just a few months worth of income. Once again, our conversation with Grostic Cattle Company owner Jason Grostic continues on WEMU's issues of the environment. So the state isn't being of much help. Uh, have community residents who have learned about the situation ongoing stepped up to try and help the farm and the family? We had uh, people step up and, and started the GoFundMe page and, and you know, got some support through a GoFundMe page. Uh, we had a, uh, a company up in Davidson called uh, Faded Fabric. They've developed some kind of funny uh, T-shirts that uh, get sold as a fundraiser that we get the majority of the money off the sales of those back for, for support. I've hooked up with the, uh, the Great Lakes PFAS Action Network out of the Ecology Center in Ann Arbor. They've helped me with a lot of support. And in the, in the legislation, I, we've gone to uh, Lansing and uh, lobbied the legislation to push some bills through to try and get support for farmers and, and other people contaminated by PFAS. Do you think Michigan uh, should have stricter polluter pay laws and that perhaps you may have been spared operational shutdown if it was in place? Oh, I, 100%. I, I believe that that would have been a huge difference. And, and that's part of the push that we've got going on right now with some bills that we're trying to get pushed through up there is polluter pay and, and, and turn the tap off and stop using PFAS. We're teamed up with those guys in, in Ann Arbor. We're, we're pushing hard and, and fighting to try and get something to change um, because I know I'm not the only one. I'm the first one, but I'm definitely not the last one. And um, you are suing Tribar Manufacturing for what has happened to your cattle and your farm operations. Where does that stand at the moment? <laughs> well, I, I hate to say it, but the, the judicial system in Michigan or Livingston County, it's not good. We've had one mediation with them. And Tribar said they owe us nothing. 
Tribar changed court systems and took it out of the court that it was in and put it into business court and hired new attorneys and more or less it's kind of sitting on a hiatus. It's, it's not moving anywhere as far as I'm concerned. Do you see a path to surviving and becoming operational again, absent some sort of settlement or lawsuit in your favor? No, no, we will. We will never. We'll, we'll never be at a farm again. We've already settled that conclusion that that's that's off the books. It'll never. It'll never happen. You know, I was selling meat directly to the public. Um, we had a great clientele. We were a hundred, hundred and twenty-five customers all the time that we were dealing with. And I actually had some of those customers call me up uh, after all of this and call me a murderer. So I I will never be viable to do that again. I can't imagine both the uh, emotional toll that this has taken from a family standpoint, but as a business owner as well. So where do the Gostics go from here? Well, the, the fact that all we ever do is go down now, I, it's pretty tough to ever try and go up. You know, we, we've kicked around different ideas of, of trying to do stuff with the farm. Can we do steam engine shows or antique tractor shows? Or can we do a wedding venue? But when you have no money, it's hard to do anything to move forward. You know, this whole thing has put me in a position of making no income, but yet taking care of a, a, a farm, you know, it, it's tough. When the seizure notice was served, we were about 120 animals on the farm, and we're 180 now. And they are but, largely unsaleable, correct? Yeah, the, the government will never let them be sold. Uh, quite frankly, it's going to come down to they're going to get destroyed. Do you see a potential uh, move in the future that may take you away from Michigan and the troubles that it's caused you? No, no, we have too much family here. We will, uh, we was, we will most likely end up sticking it out where we're at. We'll just have to find new things to do. With all that is before you, can you see a point where you somewhere emotionally come to terms with this and can find more peace? Because I can hear the frustration right at the tip of your tongue. No. We are on a 100-plus-year-old family farm that I failed and lost due to some corporation's lack of care to, to the public damage. There's no getting over this. This is uh, this has ruined my life, and and I'll, I'll never get over it. It's taken away everything I've ever worked for, or that my family's worked for, and for what? So the major corporation in the auto industry could have high profits. Life is going to be miserable from here on out because we don't get to do what we do. I'm sorry that you're enduring this. I'm sorry for you and your family. Thank you. That is Jason Grostick. He is owner of the Grostick Cattle Company in Livingston County for now. It has been shut down for nearly two years because his cows were contaminated with PFAS from Trivar Manufacturing in Wixom. If you'd like more information on the situation, you can pay a visit to our website at wemu.org, and we'll get you all linked up. Issues of the Environment is produced in partnership with the Office of the Washtenaw County Water Resources Commissioner. We bring it to you every Wednesday. I'm David Fair, and this is your community NPR station, 89.1 WEMU-FM, Ypsilanti.